Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 141. We will apologize right off the bat for the audio quality. If there is any uh, disturbance, we forgot an attachment that we need for our Yeti mic. So we're going to speak closely to the phone. Exactly. And that was the infamous Nick Cole, and I am Single White Medusa. And we are enjoying our our version of a mocha at our favorite coffee shop in our car. On this day of war. Yes. Do you want to tell people how you order this? Yeah, I had to ask you because you came up with it. And it's like the perfect mocha because I know we've like probably said this before, but we don't like our coffee drinks too sweet. And like kind of the typical way that coffee places make them, especially Starbucks, is like way too sweet for our, our preference. So anyway... Uh, our version was a red eye Olay with whole milk and you know whole steamed milk and one pump of honey. I don't know if it's like a honey syrup or just honey. I think but, it's honey. I asked okay. them. They said, "Oh no, that's honey." And then one pump of their <clears throat> really good chocolate mocha kind of syrup that, as you said, is like really good quality here. Yeah. Like, so it's perfect. It's so good. It really is, and it's beautiful. Got a little sunshine today in SoCal. It's been kind of brutally cold yeah. for the past few days for us. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got up there this morning and it said 39 degrees. And I was like, what the H? Yeah. H, H stands H. for hell. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> so we will have the audio quality fixed uh, tomorrow because I think I actually want to do another podcast tomorrow. Um, one of these has to be the insider. I think a lot of people... He said arrogantly and vainly, <laughs> want to hear today's podcast um, uh, because it's about all this this stuff and 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 what I think is going to happen next. Um, so I'll make it. We'll make it open. This will make this one open for everybody. Tomorrow I think is going to be a really interesting podcast because I want to talk about some stuff that James Lindsay has uncovered because he's actually read Klaus Schwab's book. Okay, interesting. And he's gone through and highlighted some really like like you're like what the hell? Yeah, that what? guy is jacked yeah. up, and he like like we'll see with this, and I can't wait to find out what these passages are. But like he puts everything out there, like yeah. he puts his psychoticness yeah. out there if you'll take the time to read it. He's, he's because not that's, shy about it. That's the thing with cults. Like, they have to normalize the crazy. And then when you're in the cult bubble, because you're like, no one cannot be in the cult and knows these things. And I cannot associate with anybody in the cult. And that's like, that's Scientology. That is uh, Nexium. That's Subway. You know, like, <laughs> most corporations have a cult. It's called corporate culture. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everything is a cult. The army's a cult. You know, you get in, ah! you know all this kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. but um cults always like those are good cults you can have some good cults but the the super weird cults always get about creating the bubble and so that you can't get any truth from the outside and then you get to this this moment of insanity where it's completely normalized where you have to wear you know uh special clothing or you have to um get branded get branded you know or you have to think that everybody came out of a a volcano (laughs) you have to pimp actresses for 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 minor celebrities and tom cruise and things like that but uh i think obviously we're all going to talk about what happened so here's what i think happened i'm not going to break it all down because uh one the situation on the ground is interesting um what we do know is that that russia didn't just go for a bite Russia went for the entire thing. 
And I think what I want to talk about in that is I do believe that if you looked at the weeks prior to this, there were definitely some meetings with Russia and all sides. And then the meetings you really need to pay attention is Russia and China a couple of weeks ago. And I think that what is driving this entire discussion is the globalist. And, you know, you could say that Klaus Schwab is the globalist. But more, more. Some people have said he's more of the mouthpiece of the, the the Zoran, you know, the globalists, the marketing aspect. I think he's more like, um, I, I think he's like a high level manager. But I think that the true like super inner circle who serve an actual Mister Global, who's like the supreme dictator, I think that they they enjoy uh, all the perks and benefits without having to do any sort of the forward leadership. And that's that's very smart. That's kind of how that's if you ever I'm famous for one thing. Well, infamous. And that's called Cole's indices of success. And Cole's indices of success is sort of like this X, Y axis thing. And it basically the the Y axis, the up and down axis is um, the amount of earnings that you want to make. And the X axis is starting at the very nearest point to the Y axis how much effort you have to put in to, to earn that money. And in my axis, my, the reason the reason I'm brilliant, he said humbly, is that my access starts out with you have to put in all the work right up front. And, and you make very little money. So now you get it. That's how it works, right? And then the, what you're really aiming at is, where I'm aiming at, is basically no effort, all the money. And that's like, that's how the super rich do it. And, you know, like, you know, trust fund people or that's not even a good one. But like people who are living off uh, interest and not principal and things like that, they've maxed where you're, you're just making a ton of money, but you're not really having to do anything. Mm-hmm. Usually what it ends up being is you got to do some stuff. You can, I don't think you can ever flatline it to zero input, but I do think that there are people that do that. I just don't think that's good for you. Yeah. So, like, what do you think that very top level? Um, right, like, get back to Ukraine. Oh, okay. Well, no, what do you what do you think young, they do then? I mean, they must do something to be able to be in that top level. Why Why do oh, they get to, to the stay globalists. in that top level? Uh, well, they're born into it. A lot of them are that we're, we're getting into the bloodliners now. Mm-hmm. So you're. I think Charles and the royal family has a hand in it. The Rothschilds have a hand in it. The Rockefellers have a hand in it. Uh, some super powerful families. You, you, you've got to be born into it. Oh, I think there are some people... I don't even know that they've purchased their way into it. I think I think there are some generational people. I don't know. I don't know. It's, inter- I, I, it's, it's, it's obscure and mysterious, but it does exist. And, and, it, and, it, and it, it's people who have been working at this for not just years but decades and maybe even hundreds of years one thing alex one more tangent on that one thing alex jones i think said recently is his opinion and he has studied this stuff a lot is that as high up as klaus schwab does seem to be that he maybe works for the the guy's last name is fink and he's like the head of blackrock yeah larry fink the head of BlackRock. But even those people... In He's my, still not even... No, even top. those people are still like... Like yeah. like Bill Gates probably thinks right now that he is inner circle. But he's not. Mm. No, you're nowhere near it. You're, you're probably about to be sacrificed. Yeah. So, you know... Um, now, all of that may seem crazy 
And it, it, it might be. There might be no global conspiracy. It could really just be this collection of cuckoos doing all of this stuff. But I, I think that there is that. I, I think that there is happening. But And the reason I'm going to tell you why I think that's important for what's happening is the globalists have been driving the entire situation for about i think i mean really effectively driving it for about 20 years i think that they've really come to uh their own in in the last 40 years and then the 70s would have been their development the 60s when it was when they began to implement um developing the deep state and things like that beginning in the, at the late 50s the early 60s military industrial complex so all of that's all the standard crazy stuff but when we have to look at like what's going on in, in Russia, we have to we have to understand that Central Europe is the globalist stronghold centering around Switzerland. England's very involved. In, look at England's wild reaction today. Like they wanted to immediately go like ground zero for Russia invading Ukraine. Nowhere near the UK. Nowhere near. Mm-hmm. Their their immediate 8 a.m. first call was ban Russia from SWIFT payments, Mm -hmm. which is how everybody in the global economy exchanges money. So that was a little odd. That was a little, that was a little like Boris, like fell out of bed because the queen called and said, kick those MFers out. Yeah. (laughs) And, and Germany's like, no. And Germany has a lot of sway. The, The three power players in Europe are Germany, France, and the UK. France is on top right now. France, France, like, Germany had it and then lost it due to Merkel. But France really has all the power. Now, the UK is very mysterious. Like what most people kind of really don't understand is London is actually really its own country. And London is a very powerful place. And it's really the center of Rothschild's banking and the Queen. And there's some very unusual things that go on there. Um, but it's 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 a steady power that's always powerful. The sort of wheel of leadership has a tendency to fluctuate between, in the last, in recent history, between uh, Germany and France. Right now, France is is, is in charge. Um, they have all the power. Mm-hmm. Germany doesn't want to play along for some reason, and I wouldn't be half surprised if you didn't see Germany flip to Russia. Really? Well, that's what's going on this after, what's what was going on yesterday. But if people would have been paying attention to those Vladimir Putin chinese meetings i think a month to two weeks ago they would have smelled what's coming which what we are right now seeing is the beginning of a chinese russian alliance and that's really bad news and like i would say to you right now like the situation is super bad it's super bad like after 24 hours there might be this feeling that you know that's over there we're gonna be fine this is how out of touch our leaders are they're talking about sanctions. They don't realize that neither Russia nor China care about sanctions. They are playing for bigger prizes. And um, isn't it funny that their first move is cut off their money and their banking thing? And it's like, well, that's what you do to us. Mm-hmm. That's what you do to the Canadians. That's what you do to anybody. Like, you think that you, you think that bothers Vladimir Putin? He is, and I was talking to somebody, Belly Dweller, about it today. But you have to understand... Vladimir Putin is as close to a Bronze Age savage warlord as you are going to get right now. I think he embodies those qualities. I think he's studied those qualities. I think he he operates with that mindset. He is he is he is a Mongol Khan. 
And you have a bunch of mincing elites right now thinking that if they prevent him from running an ATM card, that's going to mean that that you, you, people don't understand his level of utter power and how he's he, he's gotten there. But like Vladimir Putin is as close to Conan the King in the later Conan novels as you're going to get in modern times. And it would well be worth the read for you to go in and read how Conan treated polite society. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard just a little bit from you. But but Putin is operating with a whole different thing. And so I think leading up to this, the elites and the U.S. and Germany and Russia and France and the U.K. were all having discussions. And they and, and you have to remember, leading up to covid, China, Russia and our global elites, Western nations, they were all in on the covid scam. Mm-hmm. They were all going to take max power from it. They were all going, you know, like I think China and like, yeah, 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 we do a great, great reset. We we like that a lot. Yeah, that sounds real good. You know, like all of them were in on it together. But then you saw the fractures occur. And we've talked about this on the podcast. Soros called Ping or P or whatever his name is, Winnie the Pooh. They called him the most evil man in the world when he said, we're not going down this path of uh, Xi Jinping. Oh, yeah. yeah I can <laughs> see like, the look what? on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Ping or Pu or Xi Jinping. Um, China departed, said, we're not doing that. We're not going that way. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a bunch of kids. Because China realized, oh, if you guys are all interested in the death cult, where you depopulate yourselves and destroy your own people, well, what happens if we don't do that and we have a ton of people? Numbers always win. Mm -hmm. Numbers always win. That's why they're trying to depopulate us. So China went off the reservation. And China said to Russia, like, if you want to realize your ambitions, now's the moment to do it. And here's what you need to do for us. You need to do what you want to do and go into the Ukraine. And once that screwed everything up, we're going to Taiwan. So you have to now understand that Russia and China are in a formal alliance. I think... That at the end of the day, they're going to end up enemies. And if the global elites would hire me right now, I could tell you how to make that happen in about two seconds. But that's what we're going to get to, what I think is going to happen, because I think they might pull this trick. So I know you're all on pins and needles with my vast genius, he said humbly. I am. I love hearing your theories. <laughs> yeah, my wild. And, but as people have been pointing out, they're like, you were dead right. You, you called it on the 24th. It happened on the 24th. Yeah. And like what? made you choose that date ahead of time that's listening to people and picking you know just smelling you know the wind and just knowing i mean i just give all the credit to god because he gives it to me through a variety of sources or just reveals that but it kind of i i kind of felt like it was going to be a lot more serious than what so we'll bring it around to what the global elites thought was going to happen they thought with all their deals and manipulations that they had talked Putin into um, just taking a little bit. And mainly they said, you know, we know you have the Crimea. And so here's what here's what we'll let you do. We'll let you get in there and take uh, Maripul or whatever it's called and uh, along the coast and a little bit of the east. But you can't take Kharkiv and you can't take you. You can take I bet they said you can take Kharkiv, but you can't take Kiev. And, and, and now you will, you will have, you'll be, you'll have your land masses connected. You'll be right there. Ukraine will still be there. We'll, we'll all be upset, but you will have your way. And they didn't kind of look at the order of battle that Russia was moving in 60 BTSs, which are their, their, their little light mobilized striker battle groups, a lot of anti-aircraft, 
lot of anti-aircraft and a lot of and they had the airborne in belarus and then surprise surprise belarus joins russia and comes in from the north so russia hit the ukraine from all points uh except the extreme west but i actually think there was some activity in moldavia some spetsnaz activity but that is most likely a um a feint of some sort but what i believe happened is that russia did not abide by the agreement that uh, the globalists love to do, the backroom stuff where they carve us all up and then they all laugh about it. Putin and his typical Bronze Age warlord said, well, why not take it all? Now, here's where the Ukraine gets really important. The Ukraine's a really shady place. There's no defending the Ukraine in a lot of ways, morally. Like, it is it is a haven for corruption, banking stuff. Uh, the reason the Bidens are freaking out about it is obvious. They've taken a lot of payout from it. But this goes back to the uranium enrichment that Bill Clinton sold. The Clintons have a lot of money out of there. In, in short order, a lot of illegal activities happen in the Ukraine. Um, there are a lot of secrets and a lot of bodies buried in the Ukraine. And guess who probably owns them in the next few days? Putin. Mm-hmm. Putin will own all of that garbage. And he will use it as collateral, and you will see. Let's watch. Let's make a prediction. Let's watch who starts flipping and saying it's okay that, that you know, it, 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 Putin's not going to take the Ukraine, but isn't it a good thing that he did? Mm-hmm. And what I can tell you right now is those are people who have shady business deals with the Ukraine. Um, there, the, a lot of people are suddenly going to, uh, when it looks like Putin will take it. As of today, there's I, I'm not sure if there's disinfo or there's actual real uh, information on the ground, but I'm seeing these stories of how hard the Ukraine are fighting. And there's even this like, oh, the ghost of Kiev is surfaced. I'm like, what? Yeah, this is fighter pilot who's shooting everybody down. You know, like, OK, hmm. feels it feels a little produced. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I have I have a pretty good feeling Putin's going to take the Ukraine. Now, side note, who do I hate worse? Do I hate Putin or do I hate our own people who have completely botched this? Hands down, I hate our own people. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. And this is why I hate them. Putin is a snake and I knew he was a snake. And that's why I didn't pick up the snake. Our people are our leaders and take our money and sell us out constantly. They were playing a game here and they got burned by the snake. The snake absolutely burned them on this one and then just took the entire Ukraine. And that's why they're freaking out because a lot of their, their, their jam, their secrets are, are about to get exposed and they're being forced into a position where they actually have to do something. And the truth of the matter is they did not want to do anything. I love that the people that use control files to control everyone else are about to be controlled by Putin with their own control files that he'll have on them. That's beautiful. And that's, that's super why they're freaking out. So, um, Putin goes ahead and takes, takes his, he's going to take the whole country. Um, I don't know how much of the actual operations right now you can believe, but in a few days we'll have it figured out. And when the government flees, you'll know that it's up and the Ukraine is gone. Is Putin going to stop there? Uh, he started making alliances with everybody. 
Uh, and I think these alliances were already uh, in play. So last night, Belarus, which if you were paying attention to kind of what was going on, airborne operations, uh, the airborne commander, who's a really hardened dude, was already in Belarus last week and taking pictures. So people should have known that Belarus was going to go right for Kiev from the north. Um, then uh, a weird thing happened this morning where the Pakis, I'm no longer calling them Pakistan. Fuck that. They're Pakis. Uh, the Pakis uh, are meeting with with Putin, and they're you know our buddies in the GWAT, wow. our friends and our allies who uh, were helping us look for Osama bin Laden, but could never seem to sign and find him in their own backyard. <laughs> well, guess what? They're in the uh, they're they're in Camp Putin, so that's interesting. Um, Finland said, "Well, I don't think we'll be joining joining NATO, seeing as how NATO isn't doing Shinola." For the Ukraine, who it convinced to give up all their nuclear weapons um, and basically become a sacrificial lamb. So what you're about to see is a lot of those little republics uh, are going to flip to Biden, uh, Biden, (laughs) uh, to Putin. You're about to see a waterfall of flipping. Um, And that's suddenly going to give this man a very powerful, formidable coalition alliance. The global elites thought all those people were theirs. And right now, they're probably figuring out that they're losing a lot of them. So what does that... I said earlier, I said, I think this moves us very close to nuclear war. We were close to nuclear war last night because suddenly Nightwatch got up. Nightwatch bounces around a lot, but it got up pretty quickly. And there were reports that they were moving around senior military, first family, stuff like that, to bunkers and things like that. Um Putin made a threat yesterday that something would happen that no one has ever seen before. Well, we've seen nuclear weapons before. We've seen cyber attacks. Are we talking about rods from God? What are we talking about? Whatever it is, um, Putin is playing crazy Russian to the hill. He's absolutely savagely going for it like he has nothing to lose, which is how you do war. When I make the equation that this guy is a Bronze Age warlord, we have lived too long in the polite age of political war and you can't carry, you know, uh, here, here are the, the ROI rules of engagement, uh, ROE, <laughs> not return on investment, <laughs> ROE rules of engagement. You know, you guys can walk down this road, but no ammo. Don't shoot back, you know, or don't cross this parallel or something. That's bullshit. That's not war. And neither is half the shit in the Geneva convention. War is when you go in and slaughter Everybody down to the dogs. And that's what you're about to see happen. And that's how this guy does it. And you know what? That's probably war going forward. Polite war, political war, that's over. Because as of this moment, the world is probably on the brink of World War III. If Putin puts together his Eastern European coalition, he is financed and now supported by China, who has its own aims. And their goal is to make the West miserable because they feel that the West is trying to destroy the world and them specifically, and then have the little tiny cabal of globalist elites come out and have a perfect world in which they can dance around and Bill Gates can have all the mind-controlled sex slaves that he never could acquire in real life. Now, I'm going to tell you how I think they can get out of this, and they they might be hip to it, Um, but the Medusa has something to say. Okay, but don't forget that because I want to hear the answer. How could that. I forget thee? Mine's a quick Let question. Let me count the ways. <laughs> Mine's a quick question. Um, and I think I know the answer, but I'm not sure. Rods of God. 
the Iron Dome and stuff that would uh, theoretically nope. protect from nukes would not protect against those, right? Yeah, I no. figured. They're moving at relativistic speeds out of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. They are nothing but dumb tungsten steel rods falling at a very fast rate of power. They might actually uh, just drop from orbit, or they could actually build some momentum by doing a couple of loops around the Earth. But uh, no, I would not think that uh, Iron Dome could knock this out. And any idea like how big of an area it would obliterate? It would be the same as a low-yield nuclear strike with none of the nuclear effects. It's mm-hmm. really the premium way to go. Yeah. So uh, a, a typical nuclear strike is going to destroy uh, 5 to 10 miles. You're just going to create a 5 to 10-mile-wide crater. Okay. And then a nuclear strike after that, the blast wave. And you still have to say that the rods of God are going to give you the blast wave because of the impact and the earthquake. So you're going to lose... You're going to destroy about 40 miles from ground zero of of population center and mm. buildings and things like that. But, wow. again, you're not going to have any of the radiological waste. Yeah. You can have some other environmental hazards and things like that. But it's not, you know, 100 years and you can't do anything. And side note, uh, why the hell are they fighting over Chernobyl? I know. Like, there, there's, like, the only thing that. that I can think is the Russians thought. And, and again... Crazy Russian is totally in effect. And that's how, like, go back to the 80s. The Russians did that stuff a lot. They do this crazy tactic because they they think that it's the only way that they can win. And and it's pretty smart. But the only thing that I can think is the Belarusian uh, Spetsnaz, which it's interesting. Like, all of the Eastern European states have their own version of Spetsnaz. And supported by Airborne, tried to go through the Chernobyl exclusion zone because they thought, well, no one will go through radiation and poisoning, so we'll do it. Pretty smart thing. I mean, they were basically doing a Hannibal. Um, Last I checked, and again, the disinfo coming out of this is is crazy and wild, but Russia was now in control of the exclusion zone. But I would have just kept on moving for Kiev. So it's, it's very interesting that for some reason they wanted Chernobyl. What's there? Maybe yeah. maybe Chernobyl isn't what we've been told. I think again we're we're gonna enter this portion of our life, you know, where a lot of secrets are gonna come out, and a lot of things that you and I think people are feeling now, you know, like with the United States, it's not what I thought it was. Yeah. So we get, we jump back into what we think will happen. So we're looking at the big picture. Um, Putin has an alliance that's probably uh, has signatory partners in secret. Um, they're waiting to see how the next three days go. And then you're going to see a formal sort of coalition form around Russia with the intent of reforming Russia as a super state and a powerhouse uh, to combat Western aggression, which there is. And you're going to see uh, China supporting that. And you're going to see the globalists. Now, remember, here's if you think, oh, you know, now this will cause the globalists to fight for us. Well, hold on to your britches. <laughs> The globalists are all out for themselves. That's for sure. So they don't really care if you lose some cities. They don't care if they lose the city that you're in. But they are at some decision points that they have to make some decisions. Now, I will make this argument. The globalists have been relying heavily on nuclear weapons for defense. Defend that point, Nick. Okay. They savaged all the militaries. Yeah. Um, 
it's rumored that both Germany and the UK only have about three days worth of munitions to keep fighting. So do I think that they're going to go in and, and help the Ukraine when they've got only three days worth of munitions? Nope. I think they're hanging on to their munitions for them because they're unsure if Putin isn't going to roll on the Baltic states, which I think is going to happen because that's what he wants. That connects everything. And if I were Poland, I'd be concerned there too, because I think he wants Poland also maybe just for payback. And if you don't think Putin's not that petty, he is. He once, I think, demolished a city because they toppled the statue in Chechnya or something like that, wow. an old Soviet statue. So again, Bronze Age warlord. He, d- he doesn't operate how the global elites think and things like that, especially the guy who tweeted today. Uh, now, now the United States knows how or what was it now? Now the United States knows watching the Ukraine. Now the United States knows how uh, we felt on January 6th or something like literally equating this. Oh, my gosh. You know, and it's like it's funny because that's they're just flailing desperately. They're watching the entire thing collapse. And then Biden comes out and says, you know, whispering voice. Ugh. Putin, no one thought the sanctions would work. And and Putin, least of all, he's like, oh, no, the sanctions coming. So I'm announcing more sanctions. That's how insane and mentally disabled this guy is. But it's indicative of global thinking. They all think it's about money. When the truth of it is, they've never been in a real fight. They've never been in a fight with a guy who's Irish mob, who works on a job site, who carries a hammer and he doesn't mind beating your brains in, you know, like that guy doesn't operate. They've never met real criminals and Putin is as close to a real criminal as you're going to get. He operates on a different mindset and a different mentality. He doesn't care if you won't let him buy TVs. What he cares for is a hierarchy of, is he the biggest dog in the room? And he doesn't take slights and insults like you guys do so that you can keep pushing money in your bank accounts it's different for him. And that's where they're going to fall apart. But they might get some religion here. So we'll see. So that's the geopolitical picture as it shapes up right now. Here is what is the decision factor. The globalists are worried about Central Europe because that's where they are. That's where their doomsday bunkers are. That's where their wealth is. That's where the utopian state was going to originate of. And now they're seeing a crazy Russian forming a coalition along the Eastern Front and doing a really damn good job of it. And he might just say, well, why not roll the whole continent? Because it's really easy to roll Poland. Poland has no natural defenses. And once you roll Poland, you're into Germany. But wait, why has Germany been so hard to get along with lately? Why wouldn't Germany let them overfly equipment into the Ukraine? I don't know. Because Germany might flip and go with Putin. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, that would be extremely crazy. It's not the first time the Germans have joined up with the Russians. <laughs> At this moment, if you're a globalist, you have to consider all of these things. So they're freaked out because the COVID's over. COVID's over. Uh, energy, we're going to control the world and you'll own nothing and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's over because your two biggest fertilizer and grain suppliers, China and the Ukraine, they just walked out the door. So you don't even have that. And you're trying to cut Germany, uh, Russia off from SWIFT payments, which will force them with China to create a new financial system. The globalist plan is in a lot of trouble at this very moment. And that's why we should be very, very worried Because as I was saying, as I was getting around to it, 
the globalists by getting rid of the military and keeping that money for themselves, savaging munitions, you know, uh, playing this stupid agenda, pronoun, purple hair, pregnancy outfit, this freak who runs nuclear energy, all these kinds of things. Hey, Jen Psaki, maybe you could bring Cooper the tranny in. Maybe he could help you guys today, you losers. Mm -hmm. Anyways... That was all on purpose because they kept telling themselves, well, we have nuclear weapons and we can use them anytime and everybody is afraid of our nuclear weapons. I'm telling you, me, Putin, mm-hmm. he's not afraid of your nuclear weapons. In fact, he knows that's what you're relying on. And that's why yesterday at four o'clock when he began it, he said, I'll use something. He He told you he's going to use nuclear weapons. If you do a damn thing. So your little threat, it doesn't mean anything to him. The Russians have already nuked themselves with Chernobyl. They're yeah. they're better at nukes than, than we are surviving it. Russian life is very hard. What do you think? Everybody who can't get a job and is watching Netflix is going to stand up to your average Russian? They're going to come out on top in a nuclear war. Just on sheer brutal survival. Just on surviving their own winters. Yeah, you know? that's true. Our, our, our crowd can't even get out of jam jams. I know. So, the globalist dream of ruling the world through fear of nuclear weapons died at 4 o'clock yesterday. Mm. Now, I'm not saying they won't use them, because if they are sufficiently freaked out and worried about Central Europe, they will use nuclear weapons. And they don't care if the whole world burns, because... They've been building nuclear doomsday bunkers. They don't want it to go that way because that significantly extends utopia now about 100 years. And and, and, and I don't think all of their, their uh, dominoes are in place like you were pointing out with Justin Trudeau. Right. Uh, about the... Uh... How they, the banking how they were, and payment system. How, yeah, they, like how, how they, they suddenly walked that, that back. So fast, and we were like trying to figure it out. Yeah. So but. they're not totally down yet to destroy the earth. They're mm-hmm. still getting things in. But if they feel that there's something in Ukraine, the dirt, the bodies, whatever, they could they could nuke it to try to hide it. Oh. I, I can tell you right now, Hillary Clinton Hillary Clinton would spend a nuclear weapon to hide the Ukraine. Um, because yeah. that's bad, but but Putin now has all the control on them in the world, and will have that very shortly. The globalists might use nuclear weapons to protect Europe because that's their stronghold. So, the threat of nuclear war is very real. That's why they got night watch in the air last night. That's why they got um, everybody moving around. They they were worried about a nuclear strike. So that was probably as close as you've come in your life to nuclear war. I think we are on the verge of World War III. Um, If the Eastern Coalition forms, if the globalists realize they don't have any options but to fight. Now, they can do one last thing, and this is the only way out for them. And if they they hired me, I actually would show up and tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. He said humbly. (laughs) And it's this, make a deal. Well, what deal would you make? Ask me. What deal would you make, Nick? Do it as Klaus Schwab. What deal would you make? What deal would you make? Justin Trudeau has been a disappointment. (laughs) We don't know what to do. (laughs) Now he's Arnold. Our plans, Maria. (laughs) I was going to take all the Schwarzenegger's body. (laughs) I've done none of the work but his abs. (laughs) I can have arms, 24 inch biceps. Um, so your only shot globalists right now is to make a deal to get the crazy Russian out of your backyard. 
And you're not even going to be happy with him in the Ukraine because you know what the Russians are going to do? He's going to menace you for the next 20 years. He is going to give you a hard time and he's going to keep picking off states. And it's kind of like, I don't know, Cool Ranch flavored Doritos. He's not going to just eat. Like, you should have learned from yesterday that he just didn't take Marapool and a slice of the coast like you guys had all agreed. Mm-hmm. Instead, he took the whole damn country. And next, he's going to take the three Baltic states. And then he's going to take Poland. And Russia's going to be all charged up and a lot of motivation. And they're going to keep rolling. And you know that. And you have two options. You can use nukes now or you can use nukes then. But who knows? Maybe he's going to cyber warfare wipe out your nukes. And you won't even be able to get them off the launch pad or out of the silo. Your best bet is to use nukes right now. But here's the other way out of it. Make your deal. And here's the deal that I think that they could make, and I think it's a deal that I think Putin actually would take, and I wouldn't be half surprised if he hasn't already figured this out. Now, here's the beauty of this deal. This deal, if Putin took it, would over time pit him against the Chinese. And the deal is this, and he's perfectly positioned to take advantage of this deal because we'll take out the big map and we'll look at it and we see Russia and we see Ukraine and then we see Turkey and we see Syria and we see the Middle East and it's really just a straight southern line right across the Black Sea and everything like that. So if I were the globalist cabal, I would get in touch with Putin today-ish, now-ish, and I would say, you can have the Ukraine, but you got to pull all your troops out. It's yours. We won't take it back. You, but you you can have it. You have to take all that. You you are now free, as far as we are concerned, to take all that stuff and put it back on its troop transports and to run amok in Syria and Turkey as much as you want and to go into the Middle East, which is where Russia really wants to go for a number of reasons. Energy, um, the Silk Road Initiative, things like that. But if you look at a lot of the propaganda Russian filmmaking that they've been making lately... They've been, for about two or three years now, making their version of sort of 80s action movies, and they're all set in Africa, and they're all about mercenaries in Africa, and it's it's really to designed to sort of pump up and give the Russians all this morale and everything like that. There's really not much energy in, in Europe. There's just a bunch of other Europeans, and really, honestly, if you've been Europe, around Europeans, why would you want to be there? As China knows, and as everybody knows, the real money in development is in Africa and the Middle East. It's all that oil. And then it's down into Africa for resources. So if the globalists right now were to say, we will let you run amok in the Middle East, which I believe is actually going to happen. And then, you know, take it on down into Africa if you'll leave Europe alone. I think Putin would actually take that deal today. And... I think that there's some biblical justification for why that might happen. You can look that up and talk about that. But here's why that's really wonderful, because that's what the Chinese are currently doing. They're currently trying to take the Middle East and Africa. Well, China and Russia are currently now best buddies, allies. China is probably most likely financially supporting the attack on the Ukraine because they have designs on Taiwan. Um, Neither of them are talking to each other about the Middle East and Africa, but both of them want it. So if the globalists in Europe, and I think that they will actually do this, and I think that we might see the rise of a very powerful 
um, individual who will rise to the forefront of leadership among the European community um, as everybody flails. And spoiler, don't be surprised if this isn't Barack Obama. So I could be wrong, but let's just see. And then we'll all remember this podcast. Yeah. Um, some of us might not be around. <laughs> uh, who will broker a deal to get the Russians headed south. And that will ultimately point them right at the Chinese and their own Silk Road initiative moving south also. And now you have these two assholes fighting each other. And that would really be great for Europe. At this moment... Short of nuclear weapons, which nuclear weapons is a loss for everybody. The globalists don't think so They because they've built those doomsday bunkers. So they, they it's not optimal for them, but they're going to – they they in their own planning think they're going to survive. The rest of us are not going to survive. So those are all the things that I think. Um, that's the possibility that it could go. Let's just see what happens. Let's talk about it in the comments, those kind of things. Um. It's wild. That's the one thing that I can say. Your weapons should be clean. Um, you should have your go bags ready. You should be ready to survive. I would be very concerned about insurgents when, within the U.S. right now, and mainly among uh, a lot of foreign communities, Hispanics, uh, coming over the border, not not Hispanic Americans, but, but South American, Latin American, recent immigrants. I would be very concerned. I would be very concerned about a lot of ethnic groups right now, and I know that's going to be, oh, it's racist and stuff like that. Sorry. Uh, it's big boy time, kids. It's you know, the game's over. Uh, hiring a tranny who thinks he's a dog to run your atomic energy commission, uh, hiring Cooper, the intern, and playing these games. Remember when they said, oh, the adults are in charge now that Biden was back, and and they said things like, uh, we're back in the game world. Well. Joe Biden, you played the game and you absolutely got worked, you feckless idiot. You have probably hold this nation below the waterline. We are, we are, I'm not going to soft sell it. We are in big trouble tonight. We are in big trouble. Um, it's probably going to get worse and you should get yourself ready for worse. Now, I would say this. I don't think it, I don't think, I think time is short. I would say this though. If it ain't, there's a chance for us to take back America right now. And what we have to do is we have to confront the woke left silliness and say, that's we don't have any room for that. We have to get rid of the fat. Um, we have to take control of... Theoretically, you don't the, mean fat people. No, <laughs> no. We have to take control of the government at every level now. And we might have to do that by any means possible. These people were trying to sell us out and they got burned big time. The moment to flip America back to on is now because from a business standpoint, we need to become self-sufficient. And even our own people are realizing that now. If we can do that, you're going to enter a time of wild success and you're going to be able to own businesses and you're going to be able to make money. But we have to insist on it now. And the path to insisting on it, first, first and foremost, shutting down leftism. Shutting. There's no more. There's no more room for that conversation. Mm -hmm. They're going to call you names. They're going to blacklist you or whatever. Start voting with your feet. Hurt them at every level. Take your country back because it's the only hope that you have. And again, you mean nonviolently, just for the record. I'm going to say that you probably <laughs> you're probably like not necessarily. <laughs> and that's the podcast, folks. <laughs>